welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Once again, you already know what it is, and you know exactly where you have reached. This is the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast broadcast all over the world from right here in New York City. It is Monday, April 29, 2019. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I am your host, Sean Hubbard. What up, though? We are back and in full effect with another big-time episode Tonight with another big time extraordinary guest. But before I introduce you to her, I want to make sure everyone knows all over the world that there's only one place to go for all your web development and web platform needs, and that's Hoskraya.com. They revolutionize everything it takes to make sure your business projects itself in the best possible light on the internet. I'm talking about web platforming web development they have everything that you need because you got to make sure your business is showing itself in the best way in order to get those results so once again for all your web development and web platforming needs there's only one place to go that's h-a-a-s-c-r-e-a.com that's hospraya.com because we love tech and for everyone listening in the new york area Want to make sure you guys know to go to Becky Bubbles Laundry Center located on 3 Huguenot Street in New Rochelle, New York. They are open late until 10 p.m. every single day. And they are going to take care of your laundry. I'm talking about that wash, that dry, that fold service to make your life so much easier. And if you go to Becky Bubbles Laundry Center, once again located on 3 Huguenot Street in New Rochelle, New York, and you say the special code that's exclusive to the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast listeners, and that code is Hubbard Pile Driver. If you say Hubbard Pile Driver to the front desk of Becky Bubbles Laundry Center, they will give you 10% off your laundry service. Once again, Becky Bubbles Laundry Center, New Rochelle, New York. Special code for 10% off between now and May 15th, Hubbard Piledriver. Let them know HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com sent you. We are so excited to have another big time show in store for you tonight. We are on the heels. Finally, the dust has settled for the Superstar Shakeup. I am very excited to be bringing back someone who previously was on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I want to welcome everyone listening right now on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, the Daily Smart, Bodyslam.net. We're all over the place, and we salute and thank each and every one of you. That being said, my guest tonight, like I said, was with me back for the Survivor Series 
where we did a review show right here on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, and she is back. She is the co-host of the Who Got Next podcast. She's doing it real big. She is a huge NXT expert and, uh, you know, the in my opinion, the hottest brand in all of WWE NXT. Her podcast fo- focuses on that. And we're so happy to have her right here on the hashtag HW Weekly Podcast right here this week to talk about the Superstar Shakeup. Welcome with me, the one and only, a friend of mine, the one and only Miss MJ Santi. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me again. It's been a pleasure um, doing your last show with you. So excited to do this one today. Fired up. Appreciate you coming back. You know what I'm saying? It's always love. It's always appreciated. You know what I'm saying? I know you got a family, got a lot going on, your own show. So you taking the time is much appreciated. I do not take it for granted, my friend. Oh, thank you. Most definitely. So we're talking about the superstar shakeup. I'm gonna jump right into it, man. I mean, um, first of all, before we get to that, let's let's do a little brief rundown of WrestleMania. Not gonna go down the parameters of the entire show. I just want to know what your stance was on how you feel about how WrestleMania went down. Um, we all we went three for three on title changes as it pertains to the major world titles. Um, How'd you feel? How'd you feel like it went down? I thought that it went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't expecting those three titles to all change hands. I thought this was one of those times where the fans, for the most part, the fans got what they wanted. Right. Um, so for me, I mean, obviously for me being there, it was so long. I, I was exhausted by the end of it. Um <laughs> Like, I was, like, almost falling asleep. Right. <laughs> I was so tired. It was a long um, show. Seven hours is not a joke. Oh, it was it was intense. Like, it was just, it was way too long. And I had access that morning, so I had been awake since, like, like five in the morning that right. day. So right. I was just, I was exhausted. Um, so it was a little long, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I thought it, they did it really well. I thought a lot of the fan favorites had their wins, which doesn't always happen, so... I don't have any complaints. I totally get it. I, I actually was in attendance at uh, the G1 Supercard the night before. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was a, a super dope experience. I wasn't at WrestleMania. I watched on TV. I, mm-hmm. I remember you saying that you were going to go. Yo, that seven and a half hours, yo, is just, that that's a massive undertaking, even as a fan, as a journalist, yeah. to be able to sit through that entire show. And us being journalists, we want to make sure we catch everything so we can document that was massive. Un- unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It was just, and, like, I can imagine, like, because my husband and I, we didn't have our son there. So, like, as a parent, to have your kid there um, and, see, like, see if they can last that long, like, I can't imagine being there with a the child. It was hard enough to take care of myself with how tired I was. Well, I totally get it. I totally get it. Seven and a half hours is ridiculous. But we did get Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title. We did get Seth Rollins winning a Universal title, and we did get Becky Lynch winning both the SmackDown and Raw Women's titles. We went three for three. It was definitely a big surprise, and I'm glad that you said what you said, MJ, because I think it's very poignant, and it's going to bring us to where we're going to talk about tonight, which is the Superstar Shakeup. Because yes, yes, we did get what we wanted at WrestleMania. We did. Get the tremendous payoff. We did get Seth Rollins slaying the beast. We did get Kofi Kingston winning the title for the first time in his 11-year, in my opinion, Hall of Fame credentialed career. And we did get Becky Lynch winning the SmackDown and Raw Women's titles after the hoops that she had to jump through. So maybe that's the reason why the Superstar Shake-Up was complete trash. I am so disappointed 
with the superstar shakeup. Um, we'll go down the parameters and the timeline of people who switched and where people went. H- how'd you feel about it? Maybe, maybe it's just me. I know it's not just me, but maybe you don't agree. Like, I thought the superstar shakeup was massively, massively underwhelming. What do you think? Um, I didn't think, like, I didn't think it was too bad. I personally don't like the way they do it. Like, I don't like, you know, on Raw, like, they had some superstars come out, and they were still, like, superstars on Raw, and they ended up showing up on SmackDown the next day. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Lars Sullivan was still on both shows. Like, I thought, like, I don't like the way they do that, but... I didn't think it was too bad for the most part. Like some of the things I expected, especially with SmackDown going to Fox um, in October. Mm -hmm. So some of the things I expected for it, some of the things I agreed with, some of the things I was like, eh, okay with. But for the most part, it was okay. It wasn't like the best, but you know, I personally like SmackDown better and they got the better end of the deal. So I was okay with that. (laughs) No doubt. I mean, okay, maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I count on people like you to keep me level-headed, MJ. Maybe I'm overreacting. I said on Twitter that we as fans and journalists cannot get too upset. We got what we wanted at WrestleMania. We can't expect the world to be given to us two nights in a row or three nights in a row with the superstar shakeup after WrestleMania. But to me, when you talk about The Miz debuting on Raw the following night, I thought that was cool, especially with Shane McMahon in the ring. Um, But my God, man, I mean... Did you see how that Monday Night Raw ended with with the invasion? I guess you can say of Cesaro and 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 Sheamus. You know, when the whole world was hoping for the undisputed era. Maybe that's the problem. Do you think the world was expecting too much on the for the superstar shakeup? I think what the problem is is if you go into it with expectations and deciding what you want right off the bat. Like a lot of people want to undisputed. So when you don't get it, you're disappointed, mm-hmm. and then you just look at it with a negative outlook because you didn't get what you want. Because you had an idea in your head, and they didn't do the idea you wanted, and you get disappointed. For me personally, especially like since I'm an NXT person, mm-hmm. I did not want Undisputed Air called up just yet. I feel like they have some things to finish in NXT. They've been on a losing streak in there. I want to see them go up to the main roster with some more wins under their belt. And especially with Champa being gone, I think the Undisputed, like Adam Cole, are going to play an important part in building NXT back up because they're kind of in their transition phase. So for me, I was okay with them not being called up. So I, and I think that's what it was. So many people were expecting one thing and they didn't get it. And we got people that I personally didn't see the ending live. I didn't watch it, but I know what happened. And a lot of people like we know these guys and they're just regular, like it's nothing serious. So like you want it to end with a bang and it was just like, Oh, that's all it is. Like, so it just, it like, I feel like for me personally, the way a show ends can make or break the show. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And yes, you very, you very much are educated in the, in the NXT product. Once again, who got NXT podcast, shout out to you and your co host over there available on YouTube. Now you're doing great work over there. There's no doubt, of course, of course, no doubt. It's all love. But listen, that's the problem. That's the problem, MJ. The problem is that you love NXT. You got your podcast rolling. I love NXT. The world loves NXT. NXT has clearly maneuvered itself as, in my opinion, the top brand in the entire WWE. So if you're going to 
label NXT, and I, I, when I say you, I mean the public, label NXT, and rightfully so, the number one brand in WWE, just for sure, sheer entertainment value, then you're going to have to do better than bringing over Cesaro and Sheamus from SmackDown, interrupting. Now, none of us in our right minds thought that Kofi or Seth Rollins would lose a winner-take-all champion versus champion match the night after WrestleMania. We were mm-hmm. all expecting a run-in. No problem there. But you go from having a champion versus champion winner-take-all match to now you have Kofi and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro. And yes, MJ, you're right. We all had these high expectations. We all wanted the Undisputed Era. I guess you didn't. I understand why. But a lot of us wanted the Undisputed Era. But give me something better than that. I mean, let. I mean, Raw was... I mean, I'm jumbling over my words right now because I'm, I'm thinking about how pissed I was that night. That was rough. You had Aleister Black and Ricochet going back and forth, as you made reference to earlier. I mean, we, we don't know what's going on with them. We finally got some, some clarity on that. But... Andrade showed up on Raw, now he's back on SmackDown, there's some rumors going around about why that's the case, sounds a little personal to me, Um, EC3, back and forth, still don't know what's going on with him, just a mess, MJ, a mess. Yeah, EC3, that's one of those that that call up to me makes no sense because they called him up to do absolutely nothing with him, mm-hmm. like from the jump. Yeah. And I don't like when they call up people and then instantly don't even give them a chance and have them do like things like EC3. And I think for me too, like what kind of hurt this was having all like so many NXT call-ups before WrestleMania, like right before WrestleMania. Right. And I think if they didn't have that, and, like, maybe, like, Ricochet, like, even though it was great to be able to see Ricochet at WrestleMania and Aleister Black, but, like, imagine, like, if they would have, like, been called up during the Superstar Shake-Up, like, I think a lot of people would have been really excited, and they would have looked at the Superstar Shake-Up with a little bit more positive outlook, because we got something fresh and we got something new. It would have been great. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um... I want to talk to you about something that I think is all over the... Well, not I think. It's definitely all over the internet right now, all over social media. Please, MJ, I'm leaning on you. We, we've had conversations in the past. You've always been the voice of reason. You're like, for my emotional, over-the-top, ridiculous, sometimes outlandish opinions, you always bring it down to earth and hey, say, Sean, calm down. It's not that serious. Please help me understand what's going on with the Viking War experience, oh Raiders. I'm so confused. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm with, I'm more with you on this one. I, for me, oh, like I didn't. That was another team I didn't want called up because right now they're the tag champs, and NXT tag team is like struggling. They don't have much right now for NXT tag teams. Right. So to call up the champs rather than build, help use them to build them up, especially like the War Raiders, which is what I'm going to call them because I refuse to say Viking Raiders. Yes. The War Raiders, like, they were like, just now starting to get bigger, especially after their match with Ricochet and Alistair at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. So why would you call them up and cut that short rather than keep them on NXT and help them build tag teams like the Street Profits, which they're doing right now? Yes. Or, well... I won't say forgotten songs because we would like to forget about them because nobody likes them. Um, <laughs> You're right. You, you know, or have new tag teams on NXT. And then, like, the whole name change thing is, like, 
okay, they don't want war on their show. But, like, then you should have thought about that their whole entire NXT run. Exactly. Like, and especially, like, my co-host and I felt we were talking about, like, this past, not this past one, last Wednesday, it was right after, and they were on TV with, like, new War Raider shirts. And it was like, did you guys not think about that? before you did this like it just and then with the people that don't watch nxt and they're a little bit more casual is going to monday night raw they're instantly gonna like look down on this team without watching how they are in the ring or anything because of their name change like what is going on why are they have all these different names are they not important enough to have a name set in stone why should i care about them you know most definitely most definitely i think you said it perfectly um, you know, it's, it's just been a little, little willy nilly over there on Raw and SmackDown. Um, Vince, he's a genius. You know, I, I was watching WrestleMania three, um, recently on, on the network, still my favorite pay-per-view, obviously not the greatest pay-per-view of all time, but just for historic purposes, Hogan, Andre, Savage, Steamboat, it just mm-hmm. blows my mind what Vince has been able to do for the past 30 years. It's just that recently it just seems like. You know, he's lost touch. And then when you think he's lost touch, he does what he did at WrestleMania. And he says, okay, well, fine. maybe Vince, he's setting us up. He's giving us garbage so he can give us what we want in the end. But I'll tell you something, MJ, and I want your opinion on this. I can't wait till WrestleMania next year to be satisfied again. Because I've, I've been waiting for months for quality programming. And I've been, with, like I said, with the exception of NXT, which, like I said, I think is the best brand in the industry right now, in WWE for sure, Raw and SmackDown has left a lot to be desired. It picked up for WrestleMania, and it didn't even pick up for WrestleMania. I take that back. WrestleMania itself was awesome. But mm-hmm. leading up to WrestleMania, not that great, because the, the Raw, before, uh, Raw before WrestleMania was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. SmackDown before WrestleMania was okay. I liked the contract signing with Kofi. But other than that, nothing special. And then the Superstar Shake-Up, we disagree on whether or not it was terrible or just okay. But either one is not good. So what what's going on with the product, in your opinion? I think they're at that lull stage where, like, they're trying to... Right now, they're trying to build. They're gonna to have to build both shows up with the superstar shakeup. And right now, with SmackDown moving to Fox, I feel like they're kind of like doing it slow right now. And then it'll pick up when it's on Fox, and things will start changing. And like this is the season where it's not that great. I mean, it, I think it'll start building up. Maybe after the Money in the Bank, I feel like the Money in the Bank briefcase. Like a lot of times, it could really like make someone's character Mm -hmm. really blow up like i think it did really well for carmella who wasn't as big and then she had the money in the bank contract and made her much bigger now it didn't do the same for baron corbin unfortunately or braun Strowman. their money in the bank wins were awful but i think this year if they have someone fresh and new win i think that's gonna help kind of start transitioning into some better shows hopefully i think maybe vince is going to start worrying about smackdown since it's moving to fox right not as much raw i don't know um that's the problem with like raw to me like sometimes i can't watch it all because it's so repetitive and i hate repetitive things Mm -hmm. and watching the same people fight all over it and it's just like i'm over it personally so I'm actually, and I'm a huge Becky fan. I'm ready for her to be on just one show. Okay, okay. So, so the fact that she's doing double duty at Money in the Blink doesn't really 
a little bit of overkill for you or yeah, I mean, I don't want to see her and Charlotte put on great matches. I'm sick of seeing them go against each other. I'm over it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to see them fight against each other to, at all. Um, so, and then if Charlotte's just going to win the title again, then it's like, really, what was the point of all this? It's just, I don't like that. And because um, I can see Becky staying on Raw, I don't think she's going to stay on SmackDown. So, I mean, I don't know. I probably won't watch Money in the Bank Live because that's the series finale of Game of Thrones and that's more important to me. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I understand. Yeah, I went from saying, I'm probably going to go to it because it's like not too far from me. And then I was like, oh, Game of Thrones series finale? No, thank you. Sorry, not going to Money in the Bank and not watching it. (laughs) Priorities, people. Priorities. I could dig it. I could dig it. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. WWE is not the only company disappointing me right now. My New York Giants made three horrible picks last night in the NFL draft, so I'm really upset about that. So believe me, I, I'm i used to being disappointed. I don't want to be, but at least you got Game of Thrones going for you. I don't know what I have going for me. I'm very upset with all television. I'm just going to boycott everything, but I say that today, and then tomorrow I'll be right back on the horse. So it is what it is. I mean, that's what we do with WWE, too. We get upset and we say we don't like it, and then we continue watching it. And I think the problem, too, is that there are so many fans that have so many different opinions, so it's always kind of hard to listen to the fans mm-hmm. because they're all, like, all over the place. True. Granted, like, I think Mania with the Kofi thing, pretty much most, like, n- at least 90% of the fans all had the same, like, wish. Like, we all want Kofi to win. Yes. I thought that was a special moment. I was so happy for him. I was stressed the entire match. I almost didn't want to watch because I was scared he was going to lose. But, um, and it, that was one of those things. And it reminds you that, like, sometimes he does know what he's doing. He brought out this emotion from all these fans. And this is something that wasn't meant to happen, but it did. And it made fans feel something that we don't always feel in wrestling. So I'm glad we had that moment. And I think that it's just hard to when the show is every week and all the fans say all the different things, it's hard to satisfy everybody. But he has times where it's like, okay, he knows what he's doing, you know? You know, as we're just three, about three weeks out from, from Money in the Bank, you know, I think about the Kofi situation. And we all know that this wasn't the original plan. Shout out to Mustafa Ali. Once again, I call him Mustafa Ali. I don't call him Ali. But um, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, um, we all know what happened with Mustafa Ali. Um, It's unfortunate, but he's young. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take advantage of every opportunity because Lord knows, you know, you may only get one, you know, but hopefully he gets another. Uh, Kofi got substituted in. We all, the rest is history. You all know the story about the gauntlet match with led to Elimination Chamber, so on and so forth. But it it can't be just about that. It's It has to be more. And for me, um, I like to consider myself an educated fan. I understand we can't always get what we want. But, I mean, for every Usos, which I say that endearingly, like, to me, the best tag team in the business, we have a debacle like the Viking experience. Not the team, but the name. And this right. continued back and forth garbage that's going on. For every Alistair Black and Ricochet, uh, you know, debut... We have, you know, the bar interrupting universal WWE title matches. It's just this back and forth vibe. You know, you mentioned EC3 earlier. Cedric Alexander, who's a tremendous athlete, MJ, came out to no response on Raw. The responses on Raw, the responses even on SmackDown have been quiet, have been subdued. 
Kofi gets good reactions on, on SmackDown. Seth gets good reactions on Raw. Outside of that, it's very silent. The Usos are doing well. I admit that. I'm a big fan. But it's this continued lull. And I feel like the fans are getting tired. I feel like we as journalists are getting tired. We maintain our professionalism. We maintain our patience with the product because we know how these things work. But as someone who came up, I'm in my 30s. So it's like I came up in a time where like, you know, WWE every week was must-see TV. Even in the 90s, every week was must-see TV. I was like 13 years old during the Monday Night Wars. So it's like that was the coolest time in the business. I was like a baby during the 80s, baby boom, whatever, whatever, um, 80s swag, Hogan and stuff like that. But I was in my teens during the Monday Night Wars. It was awesome. Now, I'm not trying to say we got Rock and Austin, you know, in the back waiting to come down the aisle here, but the formula doesn't change. The superstars do, but the formula is not supposed to change. Am I right? Changing times, sometimes it does have to change. But but do you understand what I'm trying to say about the product quality? Like I, I yeah. know that you're I know that you're a fan. Like I know you're a big Ricochet fan. Don't I you're an OD Ricochet fan. I know that. <laughs> um and he's an ultra talented guy. But let's let's focus on him since that's your guy. There's not probably not a more talented physical specimen as it pertains to athletic ability than Ricochet in the entire company, right? But do you think he's being portrayed in the right way? Do you think his character development is where it needs to be? I, he's one of, like, I love him and Alistair Black. I didn't want them as a tag team. I felt like they should be displayed individually because they're both great individually. Mm. I feel like with Champa gone, they kind of should have kept him in NXT, and I think he would have been a great NXT champ. Um, and kind of build him up more because I will, I love Ricochet, I really do, but he can work, he needs a little bit more work on his promos. Mm-hmm. And I think if he was in NXT, he would have more time, especially like if he was the champ, he would have more time to practice that before he went to the main roster. The main roster is so stacked that I'm afraid of someone like him getting lost in the shuffle. I think he would do great as a mid card belt to start. And while they have like all these other stars in the like with Seth Rollins in the title picture, um, so I'm hoping he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I'm a little afraid of that. I know I think he had. I didn't watch Raw really this week, but I think he had a loss. Yes, he did. He did. Um, it was against Bobby Roode, and yeah. so I was a little. But that was that was the fighting. revamp of that was the revamp. You know, Bobby Roode, so they had to give him a win, right? Yeah, yeah. I just wish it wasn't Ricochet. Right. <laughs> So I mean I don't know I I I'm a little, I'm worried for him, um, but I'm trying to like let it be what happens. I saw like a supposed leaked picture of uh, Money in the Bank, so I'm seeing where things lead. Yeah, we could be hopeful. We could be hopeful. Superstar shakeup continues. Um, we got Naomi coming over to join the Usos. I say join the Usos. We all know that Naomi is. You know, there's a marriage situation going on. So it's pretty, I don't have a problem with that. Naomi's a talented girl, a talented Mm -hmm. uh, female wrestler. I have no problem with her coming over with the Usos. We pretty much kind of saw that coming. Similar to, um, well, I I, got to take that back. I was about to say similar to Zelina Vega uh, ended up on on Raw. But I believe that she went back to SmackDown now with Andrade, where Aleister Black is now still on Raw. Am I right? 
Alistair Black's on SmackDown now. Okay, he is on SmackDown. Okay, so yeah. that that married couple continues to be intact. Not trying to drive that home, but I'm just trying to make a point that they do try and keep the couples together, I guess, from the rumors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard. They were saying that Andrade was on on Raw, but, you know, Charlotte had a little something to do with him coming back to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I believe that fully. I think maybe other circumstances. I don't know. I know they keep married couples together. They're okay. pretty much like, if they're just dating, they don't care about you. Right. <laughs> um. So if you're married, they typically keep you on the same show. Now, I know Andrade and Charlotte are not married as of now. So, I mean, who knows if she had some pull. I know that's the rumor, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you never know. I think that's just everyone's assumption since they're together and they just recently became more public and that's just how it worked out. No doubt, no doubt. We were talking earlier about Cesaro and that, well, in my opinion, that horrible run-in that they did against... um, Kofi and Seth. Cesaro stays um, while, and, and I believe they separate him mm-hmm. and uh, Sheamus, so the bar is no more. How do you feel about that? The former tag champs, no longer a team? I personally don't care. <laughs> 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 I mean, it is what it is. They were cool. Like, they did better as a tag team than I thought they would. I hated when they first put them together. Right. Um, I Shout out to Sheamus. Mick Foley. Shout out to Mick Foley. <laughs> I yeah, I did not. I've never liked Sheamus, but I've always liked Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't like them when they initially put them together, and then they made it believable as a tag team. But then they were like tag champs, like, and it was like almost a year on Raw of them going back and forth with like the Shield members in different ways, and I kind of got over them. Um, so I'm ready for something fresh and new for both of them. I hope this means maybe some kind of push for Cesaro, seeing as Raw has left you know, bigger stars on their roster. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, I mean, I'm hoping it's a push for him. If it means that it's a push for him, then I'm happy for it. I mean, I just, I'm not invested enough as a, them as a tie team to really give it at all. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I want to touch base with you on Lars Sullivan. Um, we all know that he was... Originally advertised back in November of last year, uh, you know, some mental health issues allegedly kind of stood in the way. He had a breakdown or some kind of um, nervousness that, that came about. I'm a mental health uh, counselor myself, so I take that very seriously. No joking whatsoever about that. That's a very real thing. But now he's back and, you know, he invaded Raw, invaded SmackDown before eventually settling on Raw. Uh, talk to me about Lars Sullivan. How do you feel about him? Um, okay. So as a human, I'm happy for him overcoming what the, whatever happened with him. Sure. Um, I know a lot about mental health issues mm-hmm. and how serious it can be. As a wrestler, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> okay. Understood. I, he's one of those wrestlers that I like them when they're in catering. Oh my god. Not on TV. Oh my god. You're an assassin, MJ. You're an assassin. <laughs> like, why? You got, you got to tell me more. Why? 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 There's just nothing about him that just is appealing to me. I, mm-hmm. I, and the thing with me, too, is I'm a little biased. I don't care for the big wrestlers that don't do much. Okay. Like throw people around. Okay. I don't care for them. Like, Brock Lesnar can't stand him. Don't like his wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Braun Strowman, don't like him. 
So I think it's just one of the things with the bigger guys that don't do much. Because, I mean, it's not just all the bigger guys. Because I like, I love Keith Lee. I love Hanson from War Raiders because I'm not calling his dumbass name that they changed him to. Absolutely. Uh, so it's just, I don't, there's something, I just don't like him. Um, plus, he beat up the Hardy Boys, so therefore I don't like him from that. But Right, you're a hardy, you're a hardy person as well, yes. Yes. Um, and that's like since I was like probably like 10, 9, 10 years old, and I'm 30 now. So that's been, I've been a fan of them for like over 20 years. So. No doubt, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I just don't like him. There's not, and he grosses me out. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, a little bit cliche, like, you know, now that's 80s in a bad way. Like the, the crazy big guy who beats everybody up, you know, it's like whatever. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. Now, Brock is a different story. I'm not going to get you rolling on Brock. I don't want to get into an argument with you. I'm a big fan of Brock. I think WWE should have kept him, even if it was on a part-time basis. Not as champion. Not as champion. Not as champion. No. But you I know. think he's fine as like an attraction. Yes. A lot of like fans know him. They know his name. He's a big name, despite you know how certain how I feel about him. He's a big name. He's a big attraction. Um, having him as champ the way they did, I think, made me hate him more. Um, but back in the day, I didn't hate him as much because he actually wrestled back in the day. But now it's just like. How many times am I going to watch an F5 and suplexes in a match? Like, it gets boring for me, personally. But I won't deny his name, and I won't deny his attraction for some of the fans. Well, at least you're being fair about it. Um, I appreciate your realness. I'm a big fan of Brock, but I do certainly understand. I did a piece on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com a while back about how fans deserve a every-week universal champion. So... I'm definitely cool with him being gone as champion. I just wish that there would be something that could be worked out for him showing. I don't care if he wrestles three times a year. As long as he's not champion, I'm cool with that. But according to what, you know, I believe right now he's actually gone. He's focused on UFC, but who knows? He might be back. You never know. Because that money does talk, MJ. We know that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, we got the legendary Rey Mysterio coming over from, uh, from SmackDown to Raw. Uh, joining him is Eric Young, The Separation of Sanity, uh, which is now disbanded. Um, Sanity just never got it going, MJ. I know you're an NXT person. Sanity just never was able to get it going. And I'll tell you something. I thought that Nikki Cross not being a part of that team really hurt them. I think they all should have came up together. And I feel like she was a key element to that team. And I think without her... It just didn't click. I agree. And I think a lot of people agree with that. I think that's what really hurt them. I initially, like, I was like, okay, when she didn't get called up with them, I was like, all right, so maybe it's kind of like a Carmella situation when she didn't get called up with the guys, um, who I won't say their name anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um, When she didn't get called, she got more shine back in NXT. And I thought they would do that with Nikki Cross, but... I don't know, something didn't click. And then I was like, all right, maybe when she gets called to the main roster, she'll be put together with them. And then they're actually going to get a chance. But they didn't give them a chance at all. And that's what's unfortunate because I think Sanity was a good tag team. They were a good group together. Right. So I don't know, especially like tag team wrestling. And it's just like, so you have an actual team and then you'll like throw other stars together rather than use a team that you have and let them shine. So it's unfortunate. I don't think that Eric Young is really going to be used much by himself. So, I mean, I just, I feel bad for all of them. I know the one guy, I forget his name, but he's on NXT UK now. So okay. hopefully he does well there. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, 
And Eric Young's a really good hand. It's just unfortunate that things are going the way they're going. I heard a little rumor that he might be the buzzard uh, with Bray Wyatt uh, and Nikki Cross might be, uh, I forget what the other character is on Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Bray Ru- I'm about to call it Bray Wyatt's Playhouse. I know that's not what it's called, but. It's, yeah, I don't want to remember what it's called. I, that's another person I prefer in catering personally. Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Oh my God! Now that the def- uh, you you have to elaborate on that. You're not a bit. You're not a fan of Bray Wyatt. No. Oh I, my I God! Remember, I think all his promos that he did sounded the same. It was the same. Is that upon his upon his return or when he was WWE champion? It was it was before. Um, oh like my just, God! All the time I I hated the Wyatt family. I okay. didn't like them. So I just I enjoyed the TV without him on there. What? So yo, are you kidding? Yo, this reaction, yo, to all my listeners, this reaction is OD genuine right now. I am shocked. You <laughs> didn't like Bray Wyatt. What about the What about the Wyatt family versus the Shield? You didn't like that feud? No, I might have not been watching that much then because I stopped watching wrestling for years and years and years, and then I got back into it. Um. Probably like five years ago or something. We're talking about 2016, MJ. We're talking about 2016. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Oh my no. God in heaven. I remember when he was champ. And you know what? And I was still happy for him. Because right. I know, you know, I was like, okay. Because at the time, you know, he was bigger. And I felt like he deserved it and it was something different. Okay. I would have preferred like his match against Luke Harper. Because I like Luke Harper. Okay. I will say I like him. Um. So like instead of him, uh, Britt. Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton. I really wanted it to be Bray Wyatt versus Luke Harper. I think that would have been a better match. But I'm just, I'm not, there's just not something like, I'm not entertained when I watch him in the ring. I know a lot of people like him, but I'm just, I don't like him. I respect that. You know, I'm going to give you a pass because if you're saying five years ago, that's right on the cusp. I said 2016. That epic, epic, epic uh, feud between the Shield and the Wyatt family happened right when you were coming back, like around 2014. So, Perhaps you missed it, but that was good TV. But I listen, you're entitled to your opinion. You're very educated when it comes to wrestling. So if you're not with it, you're not with it. But you're, I think you're in the minority when it comes to that one. I, I yeah, I shock a lot of people. My brother's a huge Bray Wyatt fan. Right. Um, so he hates that I don't like him. And we always go back and forth because my brother's like, no, he's really, I'm like, nope, he's not interesting. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm just, that's just what it is. But like, you know, the thing with me though, is like a lot of times if I don't like somebody, like I'll still give him credit where credit is due. Sure. Besides Lana, because I can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like for everybody else, I'll give him credit where it's due. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. She's, she's tight, but she's right. I could dig it. I could dig it. You I keep... muted her on um, Twitter, and it was the best decision of my life. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven. That's funny. That is funny. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. She's, you know, I, I don't think she's certainly uh, any more than, you know, second to, to Rusev. I, I That little storyline she had going with, with Dolph a while back fizzled real quick when, when they revealed that they were getting married in the midst of them yeah. breaking up on TV. It was the stupidest crap ever, but... Um, yeah, so SmackDown, let's focus a little bit more on SmackDown. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Raw acquisitions. Oh, no, let me let me go back to Raw for one more second. The biggest acquisition of all, AJ Styles. I don't want to kind of gloss over that. Um, AJ Styles and Lacey Evans both settle on Monday Night Raw. Um, I say settle with Lacey Evans because she was one of the superstars who was going back and forth. She settles on Raw, and AJ Styles gets, uh, I was going to say drafted to Raw, but AJ Styles comes to Raw. 
Um, Lacey Evans, title shot coming up at Money in the Bank. AJ Styles, arguably the best performer in the business. Uh, what do you say? I, I'm definitely ready for something fresh and new for AJ Styles. Um, so I'm, I'm happy he's on Raw. I'm going to miss seeing him on the blue brand and, you know, him, the house that AJ Styles built. But I feel like at that, like this point, like it, it was time for him to move on. I, so I'm ready for fresh and new stuff. I'm ready for his feud with Seth Rollins. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, those two will do well in the ring together. Lacey Evans, like I know a lot of people are upset. Like she's already getting a title shot for me. I, I, I like it. it. It's, it's fresh and new. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I like fresh and new, and I think Lacey Evans, she's she's a pretty good wrestler, so I'm not going to complain. If it was somebody that was awful, then I would, you know, be like, really? You're getting a title shot, but I think Lacey Evans, you know, she did time in NXT, and she did well. She, she didn't hold the title there, but I think something fresh and new, and she probably won't even win it. You never know. Um, this is probably just like a filler, but mm-hmm. I think I'm excited for it because I love fresh new feuds. As do I, as do I. And I think that Lacey Evans, if, if anybody's going to win, uh, one of the titles from Becky, I would like to see it be Lacey or as far as, uh, money in the bank is concerned. I'm very fearful that it's going to be Charlotte and that she'll retain the raw women's title. I know you said earlier that you think Becky will settle on raw as do I, but I'm hoping that Lacey, um, if there's going to be a title that gets dropped, that Lacey will take it off her because I'll tell you what, Charlotte winning the title again would make me sick, but it is what it is. I'll figure it like this. When you look at how things are going on SmackDown and Raw, I like Becky being on both shows, at least for the time being. I would like to see her to retain both belts, at least till SummerSlam. I like to see her get through Money in the Bank. I like to see her get through Saudi Arabia. That's unlikely, but you know, who knows? This Becky two belt thing might last a little longer, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I love Becky. She's one of my absolute favorite females. And I've loved her. She's always been my favorite of the four host women. So I'm excited that she's finally, you know, showing what she's made of. So, And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I like to call a segue. Because we are going to talk about the horsewomen right about now. Um, I know we're talking about the Superstar Shake-Up. But we got to switch gears. And we got to talk about one of the hottest topics in the business right now. My favorite member of the Horsewomen, Sasha Banks. Um, I'll get your opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw mine out there right quick. If the rumors are true, if what's being said is true, or that she kind of flipped out after losing the tag team titles at WrestleMania, I would agree, actually. I think that she's right. I do think that you have to be a professional also. So I'm kind of on both sides of the fence when it comes to her being upset, but then again, her being a professional. Um, I think the Iconics winning at WrestleMania was wrong for two reasons. One, I don't think the Iconics are ready. Even though they're stepping their game up promo-wise, I think they have a lot of work to do left in the ring. Um, Maybe Money in the Bank, maybe a little further down the line. Maybe SmackDown, but not at WrestleMania. And also, I think that the mistake was, I felt that WWE was going to try and make those titles mean something as far as longevity. I thought you could have those titles on Bailey and Sasha for six months and then have them dropping the belts mean a little bit more than what it did when they dropped them after a month, you know, having winning the elimination chamber. So I'll let you have the floor on this. I am disappointed because Sasha Banks doesn't seem like she's going to be on TV anytime soon. There's talk about her sitting out the rest of her contract, etc. What say you? 
Are you sure you want my opinion on that? I would love your opinion, even if it goes against mine. It's all good. I don't like Sasha. Okay. At all. I got you. Um, I got you. You're going to have to explain, though. I just, to me, it just kind of seems the added, the very entitled attitude that you can just see radiating from her. Mm-hmm. I think that since she got called up to the main roster and became a bigger name, her wrestling has suffered. She botches a lot more than she used to in NXT, but a lot of people look past it because a lot of people in their mind, Sasha is the best. Okay. So I, that's the one thing. And for me, I liked the Iconics winning. I wanted the Iconics to get it first. But for me, I'm very much like a, they were the only like true tag team. And I like for something that's tag team related to go to a true tag team. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Ricochet fan. Sure. I didn't want him to win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Because okay. they were, they, to me, they weren't a true tag team. I wanted an actual tag team to win it. So I was rooting against my favorite in that. But um, Well, that, that just shows you're being fair. Okay. Yeah, so that's just like how I felt. I think the Iconics are great. I love them. I don't think you necessarily have to be the best in the ring to hold the title in WWE on the main roster because the main roster is very character-based. And if you can get, get you can get over on your character and still hold a decent match, I think that that's fine. Um, obviously, you know, there's people that are better at wrestling than the Iconics, but... It's WWE, so even someone that's not the best wrestler can win a match True. because it's True. you know it's scripted. Right. So and I thought you know the Iconics, none of them held the belt in NXT, and they were in NXT for a long time, a lot longer than a lot of some of the people. And so I. But see, let me let me cut best. you off because I don't I don't want to stop you. I just want to interject. Everybody's not Kofi Kingston. Everybody doesn't get overlooked for title shots or title opportunities. Be, uh, when when they are truly deserving. What I mean by the when I say Kofi, I'm talking about Kofi should have been champion a long time ago. Kofi was overlooked. Finally, Kofi got his opportunity. The Iconics, no disrespect. Like I said, I like them. Don't love them. I like them. They they just weren't that good. Do you do you think they were good in next? I don't I don't think they were that good in the next team. I think Peyton Royce was good. Pretty okay. good. I think Peyton Royce improved a lot. You know, I think she's the better wrestler of the two. I mean, you're the NXT Um, expert, so I'll lean on you for this. I just, I think she's the one that's like the most improved and she worked harder at, you know, becoming a better wrestler. Or I'm not going to say work harder because I don't know. But Mm -hmm. she's definitely, to me, a little bit of a better wrestler. I know she was in a fatal four-way for the NXT women's title at one point. Um, I remember I saw her live at my very first live NXT show. And for a while, like, she was the only one left from that show that was on NXT. Okay. So it wasn't, like, I'm not saying they haven't been necessarily been overlooked. But I think for something tag team related, for a team that has been a tag team for so long, getting to have the first mo- WrestleMania moment with those titles, I definitely do think they deserved it because they were the only true tag team. I understand what people are saying with Bailey and Sasha, like, if they held it longer, you know, to help, you know, establish the tag team belt for right. the women. Right. Um, but I didn't... That doesn't, I that doesn't mean that your point is not valid. I see what you're talking about also. Right, yeah. So, I mean, 
Yeah, we're not wrestling Twitter. We can have different opinions. Of course, of course, of course. So, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I was never big on Bailey and Sasha as the tag team. I was over them as a tag team. But then again, I just don't like Sasha and Bailey's character. I don't like it. I like Bailey as a wrestler, but mm-hmm. I don't like her character. Her character is annoying to me. Okay. So. Um, that's just how I feel about it. I don't care about the Sasha situation. If she wants to throw her tantrum, then that's on her. I do think you feel you need to be professional about it. I don't know what happened. You know, maybe she was professional. People are just blowing it out of proportion. Um, but it's wrestling, it's WWE and anything can change at any moment. Even if you were told you may hold it for a while, they know that things change like from minute to minute so you can't throw a tantrum if you're going to lose the belt because you know how the business works so it's like you've been a part of it for years you know how it works so you can't really get that upset when you like that's just how it is you know nothing is guaranteed in this business well said and and neither one of us work for wwe but we we cover this stuff um diligently as journalists and we we read and we research and from what my understanding is she was upset about the iconic situation, um, even though she and the iconics are friends, according to what I'm hearing. But she was upset about the iconic situation, and she kind of piggybacked that off of the fact that she continues to lose title matches. Um, Sasha Banks is a four-time women's champion and has never had a successful title defense. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I did. Like I said, I've never liked. I never liked her. Okay, but. I remember at the time when, you know, she was getting the title and it was flip-flopping. I was annoyed with that myself Mm -hmm. as someone that's not even a Sasha fan or a huge Charlotte fan. I was just like, what is the point of continuously giving her the championship and then making her lose right away? And And in her her hometown at Money in the Bank, um, excuse me, not Money in the Bank, in her hometown at Hell in a Cell. It just, it made no sense to me. It was just WWE's tricks to give Charlotte more reigns. And that's how I thought it was. Right, right. so I didn't get it, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I mean, I definitely agree with, like, she didn't really have successful title reigns, but she has MJ, also MJ, a no title defenses, MJ, none. She, she is 0 for 4 in title defenses. She, the thing is, though, like, she's still gotten a lot more than what other people get. So, like, some people act like she got nothing, and it's like she got a lot more than any fe- some females can ever say in their career. She's got a lot of firsts. She's got a lot. She's in the history books multiple times. So, yeah, I mean, and if she's young, so she still has time to have a better title reign. And it, it may happen one day, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, I think jumping the gun and be like, oh, well, I haven't gotten it yet. And then wanting to quit when there's people that, like, don't even get on TV. It's just, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. You got to be thankful for what you get. It's not like she's going to go down and... You know, we, we mentioned Kofi Kingston several times, finally got his WWE title after 11 years. Sasha Banks is a four-time individual champion, and uh, I, I, w- I was going to say world champion, raw cha- four-time raw champion and, you know, tag champion. So it's not like she her resume is stacked. It's just a little weird. It wasn't but... very long. But, I mean, back in the day, there were a lot of title rings that were not very long. I mean, hey, look at Zack Ryder's intercontinent as a title reign after his WrestleMania win. He lost it the next night. Yeah, but so, that's that's Zack Ryder, MJ. I mean, but he's still a wrestler that was in the business. I'd, you know, like you're, I was you're being you're being you're being that. fair. You're being fair, but you're also being a little bit okay. Zach Zach, it's always hard to compare female wrestlers to male wrestlers and vice versa. 
Zack Ryder is no Sasha Banks. Do we agree on that? Um, I mean, as far as what, like star power? Star power, in-ring talent, everything. I think Zack Ryder is very, like a lot of people... He's good. He's not the best wrestler. He's good at wrestling, but I mean, there's a lot of times where Sasha matches or they look sloppy. Sasha Banks is a top 10 female wrestler in the entire world. There's still a lot of matches of hers that have looked sloppy at many moments. No, you're you're not wrong, but but she's still a top 10 female wrestler in the world. But you know what? You may find someone that don't, doesn't agree with that. I no. still think she's a, one of the top, like, yeah, she's... You know, she's done so much. In NXT, she was definitely really great. Okay. So, it's just, when you, as far as, like, saying, like, who's the top wrestler, at the end of the day, most of the time, that's still, like, opinion-based. True. No question. So, you can't really, like, judge it on opinion-based for something like that. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Is it is it arguable? Now, being fair now, now, taking your dislike for her out of it, being fair, would you say it's more likely... That Sasha Banks is one of the upper echelon female competitors compared to Zack Ryder not being one of the upper echelon male wrestlers? Yeah, but I wasn't talking about the star. I was just talking about short title rings that it happens. No, no. I'm Okay, let me clarify because I don't want you to think I'm disagreeing with the wrong thing. That's 100% valid what you just said. I'm talking about the fact that when you're a star, that's why I'm bringing star power into it. When you are a star, when you are the first female to, to, to main event a pay-per-view... That separates you from a journeyman. And with all due respect to Zack Ryder, who I like, Zack Ryder is a journeyman. So comparing his short title reigns to Sasha Banks' short title reigns, I don't think is a fair comparison. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but it wasn't based on that. It was based on short title reigns happen in the business. And if you're in the business, you have to get that it happens. So not everyone is going to have a really long title reign. I mean... Technically, Charlotte just had a really short title reign with her SmackDown belt. True, but I think you call, you called that out a little earlier accurately about how they're trying to stack the numbers for her. Yeah, I, I definitely do. But then again, but still, she had a short title reign. True. Un, that's undisputed. And she's what I think she's one of the best wrestlers in the, in the business right now. Male or female, 100%. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Even though I don't like her. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you I don't mean, like a lot of people, MJ. Well, it's not even that I don't like her. It's just like, <laughs> I just want them to like give it a rest. Right, right. That's just more of where I stand at. Because, I mean, she's great. She's very entertaining to watch. I do enjoy watching all of her matches. She's so talented. And it's, I feel like she became so talented in such a short amount of time compared to some people. So I definitely give her props. I think she's one of the best WWE has ever had. It's just one of those, like I said, I don't like repetitiveness. So... I want them to give it a little bit of a break with her having like 50,000 title reigns. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think we agree on that for okay. sure. And also, Sorry. no, it's okay. No worries. Um, and also, like, when it comes to the horsewomen, I just want to kind of do a little bit of a note on, on the horsewomen. They have become one of the most decorated factions, even though they're not technically together, but they off screen, they're together. One of the most decorated factions in history. You got Charlotte with like a million title reigns. You got Sasha with four. You got Becky two belts and Bailey's been champion and won at WrestleMania and they that you know their success story those four together no question about that. 
Yeah, know? yeah. I they, definitely agree with that. They've I think, done some amazing like, things. Like, I think the other four horsewomen, like, yeah, they did their thing in UFC, but this is these those guys are the true four horsewomen of WWE. Most definitely. The last of the four horsewomen is, uh, when I say last, I just mean the last mentioned one, is Bailey. Um, she's on uh, she's on SmackDown now, and mm-hmm. without Sasha, uh, I believe Sasha technically, 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 technically is still on Raw, but we just talked about that. We won't get into that anymore, but um, as of right now, Bailey's by herself. She's teaming with uh, Naomi, but then Naomi gets drafted to Raw, and now she's going back and forth with the Iconics, but she doesn't really have a partner. And what's next for Bailey? I know you said you don't really like her character. I would love her character if it led to her straying away from it. I know that sounds kind of like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I would love the hugger to like snap and like go off on somebody. Who knows if that'll happen? They're kind of teasing it a little bit lately. Um, yeah. What's next for Bailey? I don't even know. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it, she's on. What's unfortunate is that she's on a brand with. Charlotte so right. they're like they always build things around Charlotte and right now Becky's still part of Smackdown so it's Charlotte and Becky Charlotte and Becky Becky and Charlotte so who knows I would love you know for a more aggressive Bailey like we saw on Smackdown where she slapped the mic out of Charlotte's hand if we get that Bailey then yeah I would love to see her go I mean if Charlotte let's say Charlotte takes the title off of Becky let ba- Bailey go after the SmackDown title against and let her have a feud with Charlotte. I think they would do very well together in the ring. Go after and win or just go after? Um, I mean, I'm fine if she won it. Okay. You know, someone fresh and someone new. Like I said, I always like something new and let her have the SmackDown title and do a little bit better than her Raw title. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I thought a really interesting um, thing that happened we had we had Mickey James announced on WWE.com going over to SmackDown. Or excuse me, going over yeah, going over from Raw to SmackDown. Um Apollo Crews is making the jump. Chad Gable is making the jump. Bobby Roode has now become Robert Roode over on Raw. I'm really intrigued to see how that goes. I'm a big Bobby Roode fan from his days in Impact TNA wrestling. I think he's very much underachieved in WWE. But I think the most interesting out of all these team separations is uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has been separated from the Riot Squad, and I think Riot Squad low-key was a really cool team. Um, They've talked about it on interviews on YouTube, through the WWE channel on YouTube, that they're still a team. They're just, you know, broadening their scope, like, you know, they're expanding. You know, Liv's going to take over SmackDown while the other two are going to still do, you know, wreak havoc over on Raw, but let's call it a spade a spade. They're no longer together. Liv Morgan, I think, is good, but I think Liv Morgan still needed that team dynamic. What do you think? I agree. I think if they were going to move someone individually, it should have been Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. She was clearly like the star of that group. I think Liv and Sarah Logan kind of need each other right now. Um, I don't think. I mean, they Liv may surprise us, but I don't know if they Liv is going to do well at first, like on her own. She's going to be lost in the shuffle. Whereas, like with the Riot Squad, granted they were taking a lot of losses, but you still knew the Riot Squad, and they still worked very well together. And with the women's tag team titles, they could have been in the running for that eventually. And now, like I don't even know what's going to happen with them. I agree. I agree. A little bit of a topsy turvy kind of wacky move on WWE's part to separate Liv Morgan from that team. Uh, she seems kind of like, a, you know, a ship without a rudder right now. But, you know, she is talented. I liked her in NXT. I, lo- I loved her with the Riot Squad. Um, no more Riot Squad, though, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, heavy Machinery finally settles 
after going back and forth on the SmackDown brand. Um, I'm on the fence about them. I think they're fun, but I don't know if they're tag team championship material. And I think you would agree that true teams are judged by whether or not they're believable as tag team champions. I don't see it right now. What say you? Um, maybe not on the main roster just yet. I don't think so. Um, I was actually surprised that when they were called up, mm-hmm. um, I felt like they needed to establish themselves a little bit more as well. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. But <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's just like sometimes they surprise me. Like they call up the teams and I'm like, really? That's who you're calling up and you're not calling up this person? Like, so that's just. I don't know, but I can see them. They're going to be that, like, staple, like, comedy tag team that, like, has matches, but they never really, like, have big wins. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, kind of a cool move. I say cool because uh, I like when people get back to where they had their biggest success. Um, not that he'll ever be champion again, in my opinion, but Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers return to SmackDown, which is the site of their greatest success. Uh, with Jinder Mahal being WWE champion. Um, Jinder did exactly what I'm sure you and me and many other people thought he would do when he got drafted to Raw last year, which was uh, not much. And now he's going back to SmackDown, and we'll just have to wait and see. Um, He won the U.S. title at WrestleMania last year. That was his last little glimmer of of, of success. Since then, he's been pretty much just another hand. But he is a former WWE champion. Um, he was the face of WWE in India during that time. So he'll go down as a champion. Nobody could ever take that away from him. He goes back to the site of his biggest success, which is SmackDown Live. And then, of course, you have the two biggest acquisitions, in my opinion. Of course, I want to make mention first of Buddy Murphy, the former uh, 205 Cruiserweight champion. He's on uh, he's on Raw as well, or excuse me, on SmackDown as well. But... Roman Reigns and Elias. Let's talk about Elias first. Um, in my opinion, still the most underutilized, even though he gets a lot of TV time. I know that sounds crazy. He's always on TV, Sean, so how is he underutilized? E- Elias can do more, I think. And I think it's great he got moved. I think it's a new start for him. I love that they're starting him out with a rivalry with Roman Reigns. Uh, give us your thoughts on Elias and his move from Raw to SmackDown. Um, the thing with Elias is I think he's a good wrestler and, you know, he's got his character down pat. I got sick of him because the same thing every week was here's Elias and then he starts like he's going to do a song and then he gets interrupted and then he does nothing after that. Okay. So I was just over it and it wasn't necessarily like his fault. I was just bored with it. Um, so if him moving to SmackDown, hopefully he does do more. And then I'll be happy because I actually, he's one of those that surprised me because on NXT, I felt like he did nothing. And when he got called up to the main roster, I was like, really? Why'd you call him up? (laughs) All of a sudden, he just shows up in the back playing guitar. Yeah. And then, like, I think he surprised me. And I think that he's become a bigger star than I thought he would. I just want them to, I just want to see them do something with him. So if he does have this feud with Roman, I'm really excited for it because for me, like, I, like, I know a lot of people hated Roman. You know, I never hated him. I, again, I didn't like the repetitiveness of how he was booked. Right. But I've never hated him. I always think that Roman has very entertaining matches to watch. Oh, he's um, a a super talented guy. Super talented guy. Yeah. So I think, you know, him against Elias, I think will be a great feud. Elias is great on, 
you know, he's great at being a heel and like making fun of others. So I think that he'll be entertaining with Roman and they'll have great matches. So I'm excited for it. And, and here's the chance, and correct me if you disagree, here's the chance for WWE, you want to talk about doing something fresh, doing something new. Okay, it's great that Elias is going to have a high-profile match with Roman Reigns. Just like Roman Reigns had a high-profile match at WrestleMania with Drew McIntyre. But let's have Elias win. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I think having Roman put over Elias would be great because I don't think it's necessary. It's not going to hurt Roman. Not at all. You know, Roman's still a huge, one of the biggest stars that WWE has right now. So I think letting him put over Elias and made Elias like a serious contender on SmackDown, I think that would be a great idea. And I would love for them to do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Kyrie Zane, Zane is uh, now, uh, I don't know if I even said that right. Please correct me. I don't Kyrie think I, Zane, yeah. Thank you. I was, I was close. I was close. She gets drafted from, oh my God. You know what? Just reminded me of how upset I am about this. She gets drafted to uh, SmackDown. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan. But the fall of Asuka continues. My God. Now she's in a tag team. The Arguably the biggest female star in the company last year is now in a tag team. Please give me your opinion on this. Maybe I'm off base here. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy, MJ. Um... I see what you're saying. For me, what hurts Asuka is, you know, character work, maybe. Like, a lot of people don't really fully get her character. She doesn't really do promos. Well, um, I don't mind her in the tag team division because if she's not in the tag team division, she gets lost in the shuffle. Look what happened with her SmackDown title reign. It did not do well at all. That was a, so dis- this- that was a disgrace. It was, I was very disappointed in that. I just felt like, you know, what's the point of giving someone the belt and not using them? Right. You know, I never like that, despite who it is. If you have the belt, you should be on TV and you should be doing something, especially this, uh, like the women's title. That's their main title as the females. So they should always be on TV. Um, so I'm very disappointed in her title reign. They didn't give her a chance to really reign. Don't give her the title if you're not going to do that. Um, but if this gets her more TV tight and gets her an- another belt around her belt, I don't mind it at all. That's fair. That's fair. Now, I don't like Paige with them. And it's not because I love Paige, and I think Paige is good on the mic. It's I weird. they needed a mouthpiece. I just think they look very odd, and it doesn't look well together. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it, lo- it doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, I'm hoping that they surprise everybody, and Paige does very well for them, but I, it's weird to me. You know, this is a perfect example of, um, you know, just trying to find something for somebody. I'm a huge fan of Paige, and I'm even more of a fan of Paige since I saw her movie. Um, her story was so, so cool to, to, to watch. But, you know, she's hurt. God bless her. I, I think she should have a job. I don't want to take food off of anybody's plate, especially when um, when it's because of injury. But it, it seems like this is a little bit of a stretch, MJ. For her being with them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird to me. It doesn't like her with absolution makes sense, Mm -hmm. but her with them, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's, it looks like one of those pictures, like one is not like the other, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I think of when I see them together. No doubt. And And lastly, but certainly not least, um, no, not lastly. I want to talk about one more thing before I go into my last point. Ember Moon returns from injury back on SmackDown or 
over to SmackDown. Um, early return for her, am I right? I saw that it was an early return for her, I think. I didn't really know. Honestly, I couldn't. I didn't keep track of how long she was out and how long she was yeah, supposed yeah, of to be course, out. But, but still, I heard like, it was. An, yeah. I heard it was um, an early return. Which congrats to her. No doubt, she must have really worked hard. She's a talented young lady and, and definitely worthy of title contention at some point. Definitely needs some work on her character as well. Mike skills that is. Um, she's lacking a little bit in that area, but she's top notch in the ring. And now my last point: the uh, United States and Intercontinental Championship switch shows. Samoa Joe. Over to Raw, Finn Balor over to SmackDown. Your thoughts? I've been waiting for Finn Balor to be on SmackDown for a really long time. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for it. I lo- I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. He's one of my guys that I love. Um, so something fresh and something new. I hope they use him better than what Raw did. I think Samoa Joe is a good fit for Raw. He's the type of wrestler that you know Raw likes. So I think that this is a perfect switch. And I think I'm excited for some feuds for um, Ben Balor, some new feuds and new matches. So I this I think this is a great switch. I know you said you recently, by the way, I want to thank you for um, for being my guest. This show has flown by. I can't believe we're already an hour in. This is super dope, and I really appreciate you. Um, before I let you go, how do you feel about the Superstar Shake-Up just as like a, a theory, like compared to the traditional draft that they used to have. I think the draft had a little bit more luster, was a little sexier. This one, I mean, the, the shakeup, I guess it's meant to be more of a surprise, but people getting drafted was a surprise too. I, I like the draft format a little better. I like the draft format better too, okay. as well. Yeah, all right. So I thought it was just me. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm not alone on that one, but... It definitely sets the stage to Superstar Shake-Up or Draft or whatever you want to call it every single year for a new start. It's like pressing the reset button on your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox One, whatever your choice is. And, you know, it's one of those deals where you just hope that you get better results. Me, my personal pet project and my personal uh, outlook on the situation is, is really focused on Robert Roode. I am a huge fan of Robert Roode and TNA. Um, I think he's one of the best wrestling talents in the industry, completely underutilized. I hope this reboot leads to something big. Um, he needed a reboot. Yes. He needed it. And it, he went heel. Is that what they said? Because I didn't see him on Raw. I oh, didn't watch it. I heard that he went heel, and I think that he needed to go heel. Yes. Yes, most definitely. He's definitely on that heel turn swag and, and you know, um, with um, – with Chad Gable moving over to SmackDown, that team is over. That makeshift kind of like throw-together team like you were talking about earlier is now a thing of the past. Even though they were Raw Tag Team Champions, um, that team never worked for me. Bobby Roode, Robert Roode is is a truly unique talent. I know you're going to keep your eyes on um, on Ricochet over at his new home. Uh, we're going to see how that works out. Uh, Andrade, I'm having trouble figuring out where he is i guess he's now on smackdown again he's been on every show i'm surprised he didn't end up on nxt one more time <laughs> but uh everything seems to be settled now i think as of uh april 23rd everything is now where it's going to be uh the last changes were made april 23rd which was a couple of days ago um as we end up watching raw tonight we'll see what happens next um as this show is going to be broadcast right before Monday Night Raw. If you're listening right now, Raw is probably going to be within the next hour or so. So with that being said, MJ, I thank you so much. Um, Another year. Um, This begins a new calendar year in WWE. It's supposed to be the best time of year outside of WrestleMania season. 
Um, a lot of people feel like it's, you know, when, when everything starts over, it gets a little boring. I like the Superstar shakeup to at least give us something to look forward to. It kind of came and went without much, uh, without a lot of uh, to do as much as I thought it would be. But you say keep hope alive. Is that, is that your stance? Yes. That's always, you know, that's, I feel like that's the best way to get through wrestling is to have hope that it'll get better because then you can become one of those that are miserable every time you watch it. Right. And I'm not going to watch something if it makes me miserable. So that's why I switched Monday Night Raw and I put it on The Office the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. Well, listen, we're going to let you go. But before we do, we got to make sure you get a chance to shout out your show, shout out your social media. Um, you, my friend, are becoming a pretty big deal. So please let the people know where they can find you. Um, so my personal Twitter is MJ underscore Santi with two eyes. Um, and then our show, Who Got Next, uh, you can follow it on Twitter at Who Got Next Pod. Um, and then also our show is every Friday on the Rant With Ant Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are available. And we are also on YouTube. If you don't want to listen in podcast form, you can watch us on YouTube. The video version is on there. It used to be for Patreons that paid monthly, um, but now it's for everyone to see. And so you can enjoy it on there. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And if you like NXT, you'll like our show. That's what's up. I am a witness. I am uh, someone who watches and listens listens to their show, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, They're doing some great things over there. Definitely got that NXT brand on lock. As far as uh, the latest rumors, latest recaps, and things of that nature. Similar to the way Hubbard Wrestling Weekly has it on lock. And that, with that being said, make sure you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, as well as the Daily Smart and BodySlam.net. We thank you, MJ, for being with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, please make sure you come back and talk to us again, okay? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. So with that being said, that's your homegirl, MJ. I'm your homeboy, Sean Hubbard. God bless you. Thank you. We salute you, and we will talk to you next time. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast, the very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.